get into dual stays a little bit, you want to talk a little bit about the lead up to dual stay and uh, you know being defending champs? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, Honestly, I was really nervous, and I mean, not nervous, but just like, I don't know, I felt like we were getting just zoned in on what we needed to do, and um, went in as the two seed, and that was good for our kids, like, it's kind of nice to be, like, doubted a little bit, get a little chip on your shoulder, and that was good for our kids, and went in as the two seed, and like, we wrestled really, really three hard matches in a row, like, the scores all reflected, like, at least... Uh, a double digit lead in two of those matches but like man they don't realize that's one or two matches usually one match flipping in both duels and uh, I don't know it was just an overall like really good team effort I thought the kids wrestled well I don't think the kids wrestled like to the peak of their performance which is what we talked about a little bit previously and that's good that's good you know we had to go back and work a little bit this week and get back to the drawing board on a few kids and work on a few things like today we'll have a really good practice and then right back into regionals on Friday and Saturday you know with the boys the girls just finished up regionals on Monday and Tuesday today's Wednesday just kind of letting everybody figure out our timeline here it's like yeah we defeated Guthrie first round 40 to 30 uh, Chickasha second round 38 to 31 and then uh, the finals with Kuita ended to be 38 to 28 I believe so Guthrie was the seventh seed, correct? Correct. So, being the seventh seed, I mean, they was really good. I mean, that they're extremely good, and they were one, two matches away from flipping it, you know. And uh, we knew that, and like, I just, I'm glad us as a staff and me personally, like, I don't take anybody lightly in this sport, and I know that they're well coached over there. And those are UCO guys that are doing a good job with that program, and. Uh, Man, just, I don't know, you can kind of tell when people are cut from a certain type of cloth and, like, them dudes, I know, if nothing else, are going to work hard and, like, be tough and try to do things right. So, like, yeah, that was a tough first-round draw, and uh, our kids responded, wrestled well, and then just it led us right into the next round, which we knew was going to be, like, the real, real battle we knew with Chickasha. Just the matchups were going to be tight and what we needed to do, and kids responded. What was also probably good is like there was no time to think after that Guthrie duel. We went and sat in the other chairs and just yeah. went right into war with Jigasha. And I talked to the kids about that a lot the previous week, just trying to prepare them. And I'm glad I did that. I'm glad I told them, hey, it's going to be quick. It's going to be back to back. Your mindset has to flip. You have to eat in the duels. You know, we were having kids eat yeah. on the bench, hydrate on the bench, and just try to do like things that you don't think about normally you know and luckily I have a, a good enough staff with uh, you and, and coach Baker and coach Tucker and then coach Jackson over there whipping up the book all the time you know and uh, that's just like being able to trust people to do their jobs and to get the kids right and not only you guys but I'm telling moms and the parents hey make sure your kids are eating drinking doing things right like and just it was a good collective overall like I mean, just team effort, team effort, community effort. Like, there's lots of Elgin people there supporting and, like, really appreciative of. And just a lot of people that have no ties to the program, like family or anything like that. They just love to see Elgin sports succeed and uh, just like to come be a part of it. And, like, their businesses do a great job of, like, representing it. Like, Chris Hayes is one I think of. 
like just being there and supporting us and like putting us on his billboard and just like celebrating our kids doing what they're doing you know I think that's a great way like make them the, the town heroes you know instead of the people you see on TV and these yeah. other uh, social media outlets you know make these local kids the superstars and uh, it's just like those are the type of people that were there supporting us and I'm glad to see that. Fortunately for us, we wasn't really unprepared for any of the duels. We knew exactly what was going on. We knew the, the matchups was going to be tough, even the Guthrie duel. And then moving to the Chickasha duel, we knew exactly what we was getting into with that. Something that we kind of anticipated throughout the season. And then, uh, you know, is there anything that stood out to you in within the Chickasha duel that you want to address? I just think how well prepared, like, the kids were mentally for that and then just also like as a coaching staff like I feel like I, I'm in no way talking about myself I think just as a collective whole we did a good job of like down to the matchups we needed down to what kids needed to do and then back into the room where we we didn't just talk about these things we worked on these things we worked on certain scenarios we worked on stuff that needed to be worked and how you develop uh, just a game plan and just how other coaches are picking kids up while other ones are holding kids accountable and uh, I don't know just I, I think that stands out to me is just like I feel like we were well prepared for that and I feel like just uh, I, I'm grateful to have that many resources and like guys it's, it is what it is a lot of them are free resources like I'm using my free resources the best I can and uh, I don't know, just a lot of good men that are trying to invest into the program. And, and we see all the love like we get back on social media and just the support in the community. Like, I mean, people do, they, they, they treat us well and, and they uh, they want to support these kids. And uh, so like, that's just, that's we're trying to give you everything we got when it comes to that. So going back, uh, go, going to the seating and stuff. So like, you know, our, on paper, our toughest duel was probably the Chickasha duel, right? Right. Doesn't necessarily mean they're they're a better team than Kuita, but you know, Kuita was just a better matchup for us, if you will. Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. Kuita had a, you know, they, they was undefeated this year. You know, what I mean, there's something to say about that. Uh, I right offhand, I couldn't tell you how they dueled though. You know what I mean? Uh, but I look at our record and I think. You know, the, the duels that we had, I think we made a statement where we went. We even went out and, you know, we dueled Tuttle, too, you know. We're looking for them tough matchups. And Marlowe, you know, which they won state this year, too, and we beat them. And I never really, like, try to exceed ten duels a season. Like, on right. my record, like, I'm never probably going to be one of them coaches that has, like, a ton of dual wins. I mean, I don't know, just God willing, I'm able to do this for a while, but, like, just because there's never more than probably 10 a year. We don't see any dual tournaments or anything yet. And then still amazingly, we're a really good dual team, right. you know? And I just, I think just chemistry's built a little bit through the battle, you know, and through the adversity. And I don't know, we, uh, we challenged our kids the whole month of January, like we talked about leading into it. And uh, there was some adversity in there definitely, but we came through the other side and we're still coming through the other side. Like by no means are we letting off the gas right now. Like we're right back to work. We're focusing on regionals and state. Trying to lock in on, on, on that thing, but also the kids are relaxed and that's a good place to have them too. You know, I tried to have them relaxed before that dual state, you know, situation and just, uh, 
having fun and doing other things besides wrestling together. We're in here playing basketball and hanging out and just uh, trying to do stuff to take our minds off of uh, really all the training we've done all year. The training's done pretty much. Like we're making last minute adjustments and trying to fix some things, but we finished running this morning. We'll run one day next week at least. And then, uh, yeah, like that part of it, it's there. It's all mental. Moving into, uh, you know, one thing, one thing about the the aspect, you know, we had an injury this year with uh, with Jack Angeli, so they kind of the the roster, we had to make some adjustments and bring some new guys in. Is there anybody, uh, you know, in in we had to make some adjustments and bring some new guys in, but that kind of isn't really that's not new to us, you know, because we've had, you know, in the last year we, we brought Shea in, you know, Shea was able he was pivotal for us to win dual state last year, yeah, you know, and Shea's you know he's been pivotal for us this year too, you know, he's not been the starter every time, but he did at the big four, he coming there represented for us, but. You know, it's being a good practice partner, you know, so. And morally, like, just like for the morale of the team, I should say, like, he's tremendous. I was, so I've been bragging on him all week, just like, man, he's a pleasure to have around. Yeah. And, like, supports his teammates and uh, just let me finish on that. But, but Yeah, I mean, he's he just one of them guys, you know, like, and, and you got, you know, the, the guys that stepped up here for dual state to come in and, and represent for us, you know, you know, uh, you know, ready at a moment's notice, if you will. You know, we, we pulled them. They, they was here. They practiced with us. And next thing you know, they might be competing, you know. Yeah, and our dynamic in the room's kind of like weird. Not weird, but like it's how it should be at the end of the season. Like certain kids are getting cut at the school bell, you know, because they're not quite competing yet. And certain kids are here to be practice partners. And the certain kids are here, like, to, to train, you know. And that's how, like, your room develops throughout the year. And, uh... I don't know. We we threw several kids in there and called their number just because you have an injury at like one weight. It affects like multiple weights trickling down. And like Daniel Becerra wrestled two duels for us and got his arm ripped off in two duels, but like tried to battle and did what he could. Uh, we threw Junior Juan Soto in there in the finals. He wrestled in the dual state finals, the only duel he's wrestled for the high school all year, pretty much, you know, except for maybe one other. And uh, so like we threw him in there, bumped up a weight. He took one, but fought it all he could. Romero Granadas, we threw in there at 165. He was open the dual state duel, yeah. like with his first ever, like probably high school duel he's wrestled in. Yeah. He went out and battled against the best kid on their team, got beat, but like, that's kind of where we were, like lineup wise, throwing some extra kids in. And then in the finals, we bumped some kids. And then like, I mean, the whole situation with Jack, you know, it is what it is. So he, made, he made that decision and uh, I don't know, it's just, He'll, uh, he'll live on forever for that one. Yeah, he's definitely a legend for that. And there's, uh, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, the guys that was there. Like, just important for them to show up, even though they didn't get to wrestle. Uh, like Josh Adesola rolling, uh, weighing in. Luke Williams was big in our lineup, just having him there if we needed him. Uh, Ambrose Kamanu, who's in there, weighed in for us at 165. And then Jacob Jackson, you know, Jacob Jackson's there weighing in. Thought we were going to have to use him a couple times. And then Zayden Roberts, who's always there, like at a moment's notice if we need him. And then Shay, those are guys that just weigh in and, uh, we had them there if we needed them, you know, if we needed them. And uh, just that's kind of how we ran it. Some of that goes in twofold, even though, like, you know, we go and and like you talked about earlier, like we're really 
not too surprised with anything just because of the preparation that that's put into that. But, you know, so we know sometimes that them guys probably ain't going to step on the mat, but we're prepared if they do have to. But, you know, sometimes their role is just there, like you talked a little bit about Shea earlier, is to be a part of the team, to help the morale, you know what I mean? To keep everything going just like we would in the practice room. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And, uh, they're hype men, you know, to a certain extent, and they got each other's backs. They're brothers, you know, and these kids not only like battle out here in the wrestling uh, atmosphere, they're they're in the trenches in the football field together. Thirteen out of the fourteen of our weights were football players, you know. Thirteen out of fourteen starters play high school football for the Elgin Owls, and like I'm super proud of that. I know Jack Baker's proud of that. Chalmer White's uh, extremely proud of that. Uh, Adam and uh, just everybody, Lance our strength and conditioning coordinator like those are guys that like I want to thank too and like I appreciate all they put into our program and I appreciate Adam always telling the big dudes hey you're gonna go wrestle and uh Jalmer just uh pushing that as well and uh not just saying like he pushes the wrestling agenda he pushes kids to go compete if you're a basketball player go compete you know but like I'm very thankful for all them dudes and uh they, they do things just uh, when it's not wrestling season, they're not on the wrestling staff, but they are on the wrestling staff, you know, like they're in these kids' lives every single day and uh, they do a great job and I'm appreciative to our trainer, Ashley Cody being there, and or Ashley Love, excuse me, um, Ashley Love being there and um, just, uh, I don't know, overall like good like program effort there. So, dual state, we end up winning, okay, and, and then now, it's it's on to it's right immediately we go into the girls regionals. Yeah, we went to girls regionals Monday. They wrestled. We had four qualifiers. Uh, 145. Well, first off, we had 140 placer, uh, an alternate Riley Cottrell as a freshman. Yep. Got sixth place. Had a good year, good tournament, tough weight. Just didn't quite get there. Something happens. She'll slide in. Uh, Alana Hercules was a regional runner-up. Symphony Veloz was the regional runner-up, and then uh, Abby Angeli finished fourth place, and then Tania Reed Harris uh, finished uh, fifth place for the Owls, one to nothing win to qualify for state. So four girls going, one alternate, you know, and it was a really good year for them, like just finishing out that way, qualifying four girls. We're hoping to go and get some on the podium and do really well this next weekend with them. Even the girls that didn't, uh, that you know, didn't make it to the big show this year, we had some girls that stu stood out. You know, we had, uh, you know, Sydney hadn't really didn't win a match this year. She was able to go win two matches at regionals. You know, yeah, kind of a big stage. I feel like Bailey stood stepped up there at the end. Lennox won a yeah, match, won you know, match. and uh, just all of our girls competed really hard. Just came up short, you know, and that's how it is sometimes. And. Uh, just uh, to hopefully make improvements in the off season, and we'll grow our girls team a little bit more. And we took tender regionals, you know, which is a good, solid little lineup to take, you know. And uh, those are the ten girls I started this year, finished with them, no injuries, you know, major, and no girls trying to check it in, you know. They all competed all year, worked really hard, and. Uh, I don't know, even if I have no problem taking girls to regionals that have no wins because as you see, like you can go find some wins at regionals because you've been working all year for it. Moving on for the girls that didn't qualify, you know, right now, I mean, they, they have to be in the mindset of 
how do I build off what I got now, right? Yeah. Going into off season, how do I get better? What's something that you would tell them, or what's something y'all talked about? Man, nothing we really talked about yet. I haven't talked to any girls kind of getting out of here yet or anything. And uh, something that I'll tell tell them to focus on the same thing I tell our boys is like you can make a decision here like you forget about wrestling for the next few months and you're glad it's over or does this light a fire in you where you continue like you take your time and you recover and you you refresh from the season and that's okay but man you decide like wrestling can't start back up in August you know like it's, it's something that you have to carry with you and you have to continue doing and even if you're just in here practicing you know we, we give people a lot of opportunities throughout the spring and summer to compete and to train. So now, you know, girls' regional is over. We're moving right into boys' high school regionals. Correct, yeah. Like tomorrow I'll go for the seating meeting or to the seating meeting for them guys tomorrow night, and then they'll compete at 11 a.m. Friday morning. We've talked about it in, in, in the past a little bit with the, the junior high state seating meeting, but you want to touch on it again kind of with high school state? Yeah, the, the regional seating meeting is really important, you know, because top five qualify and, like, that matters, like, getting kids on the right side and, like, kids you beat this year and uh, just uh, different things like that. And just uh, as a coach, we try to prepare really well and we try to make sure we make the best decisions for kids, like where they're going weight-wise and uh, – what they're going to do in preparation, not only for regionals, we try to see everybody, but like I think we, we, we try to get the seeds we want, the head-to-heads we want, and the common opponents. and uh, So, yeah, the regional seeding meeting is extremely important. So for uh, you know our audience members that their kids haven't made it to high school state yet, but they're still competing in youth, the difference is like when we do the seeding meetings for youth, different dynamic in that, especially this year, what they did – is they did a challenge for true second at regionals for youth wrestling. Right. Uh, can you can you talk a little bit about that and how that may affect something, good or bad? That's good at regionals, and it kind of takes the seating out a little bit. Like the seating's important there, but like you're gonna figure out who can get into the finals just by wrestling that true second match. And then for uh, for high school, there is no true second or anything. And what they did for, at least when I was in uh, college, is they uh, the top four qualified for nationals and they had a true fourth place match, you know? And if you finished fifth, you had to wrestle uh, for true fourth. And the top four got to qualify. So that would be something that would be kind of interesting to uh, to implement if we were ever in that situation. But we wrestled that fifth and sixth place match for, uh, for the... Uh, high school regionals so like seating matters at least so like you want to give your kids the best shot to get into the semis because yeah. once you get to the semis you have three shots uh winning one match to qualify for state so that's like the big goal is like we try to get to those semis on the front side and seating's important there you know if you're a four or five or six seed or a one or a two you know right. moving on past regionals a big difference is too with you state is is they, they do a challenge for true second, too. And then when you get to high school, they do the pigtail matches. Can yes. you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so the pigtail matches at state are the fourth and the fifth place uh, athletes from each regional cross-bracketing. And the winner of that gets in to the tournament, technically. The loser is out. The winner gets in, and it sets the eight people that are competing for the state championship and you'll go in and you'll wrestle the number one seed from your side immediately after that match but like some kids uh 
If you finish third at regionals, you can opt for the fourth place, which would put you on the other side in a wrestling. But if your guy on at the regionals or somebody you don't think you can beat, you think you can beat the champion from the other side, sure. that might be the move to put yourself in the state finals. Sure. That's a risk I have not taken with one kid yet. I maybe should have done it one year with a kid, but uh, it's just a hard risk to take because if you lose, you're not in the tournament. You know, in third place, you're guaranteed to be in the tournament at least. You know? Also, if you win, though, to your first match is the one seed, correct? It is, but from the other side, if yeah. you think, but like, yeah, you have to get them early in the tournament. Yeah. So, and, and sometimes that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. You've already wrestled a match. You're warmed up. You're going in against the one seed that you think they're better. They might be cutting weight wrong or something. Yeah. You might go out and have a good match, and then then you've set yourself for a, a semis match against a kid you might have already wrestled before or you think you can beat. And you're into the finals with that regional matchup you had by opting to the four seed. You yeah. know? Can you talk about the weight changes at high school originals? Do you have an opportunity to change kids' weight, you know, weights they've certified in? That's like the last minute thing. You go into the seating meeting. If you have any like changes you need to make, you can change them right before that. But like normally you're pretty prepared, you know. I don't think we'll have any changes like that, but have you had that in the past? Yeah, like Strange one year, I bumped him up last minute and it helped him qualify, he almost placed. It's just, as a coach, if you see that, you talk to that kid about that decision, sometimes it's a good move. So with you, they take the top six from each region this year, right? Correct. So that, that makes the bracket a little bit bigger, but also like when they do challenge match for, for true second after that, I agree with it. But sometimes I don't, you know what I mean? Some kids, like, they just go right into a battle for first, you know what I mean? I've yeah, seen overtime matches are hard as hell. I've seen overtime matches for first place. A kid who loses overtime match, and then, like, 15 minutes later, he has, he's getting challenged for second. You know, his emotion, he has an emotional dump. Plus, he's tired because, on top of that, the person that just got third, he went out there and pinned his kid quick, you yep. know what I mean? So he's still yep. fresh, you know? Yep. He's just warmed up, you know? The hardest match to wrestle there. Yeah, definitely. Is that something you ever uh, experienced? Not me personally, really, but like I've had it with kids, definitely. Right. And you got to prepare them. Like you got to just say, all right, next thing, next thing up. Right. And uh, I've had kids overcome it from both sides, like from the second place winning, third place winning. Jack Angeli challenged for second at Gary, didn't win, you know, we lost that one. Yeah. So yeah, that's a hard, hard match, and you got to mentally prepare your kids for that. Let's back up just a sec. You know, after originals, we know who's going to state. Mm -hmm. What's the preparation like that last week versus the week before originals? We'll still run one day and like blow our lungs out a few days and get some goes in, but live wrestling's limited. Like we try to control everything really well and just make sure like. Kids are just tuned up and ready to go. Like no injuries happen, no nothing crazy. You know? Could you explain a little bit, like when you say blow your lungs out? Can you just talk about that a little bit? It's for the audience that don't understand it. Like you want kids to feel their lungs burn a little bit when yeah. they're out there wrestling. Not only like just to help them shape wise, but like if they're cutting weight, it's good to experience that while your weight's down and just be able to push through that a little bit. Earlier in the season, maybe midway through season, intensity is a little bit higher. You know what I mean? And then versus these last couple weeks, like the mood changes a little bit. Yeah, man, I try to keep it light with the kids. Like we're playing basketball, we're playing other games, just try to take our minds off of it. Still compete, we're drilling, correcting mistakes, working, finding things, you know, but 
like like I said, just live wrestling's really controlled and limited. And we try to keep kids from just beating on the same kids they've been beating on all year because sometimes it gets it overboils a little bit in here, you know. Right. With Jack being injured, is there going to be any hoes in the lineup, or are you going to try to fill that with somebody? We'll try to go with uh, 14, but if, but, um, like, if we don't, we'll be all right, but we'll try to put somebody in there and at least give them an opportunity to compete. You, know? you got any ideas you'd like to put out on air right now? Uh, I mean, there's an opportunity where Jacob Jackson might wrestle, uh, Romero might wrestle, I don't think, I mean, probably not, but like maybe Josh Adesola. Maybe uh, maybe George is there. Like and like I said, we bumped Jacob in. We just don't know yet. Is that being this, you know, kind of late in the season? I know like challenge matches could be potentially hazard too. But is that a challenge match situation or is that an eye test? Man, it's something we kind of already know. Like who can beat who? Right. It's just who's uh, who's practicing hard, who's showing up, who's acting like they want to be here. Makes a big difference too. You know. Right. So that'll help us make our decisions. When you say acting like who wants to be here, you're saying that because you don't want to bring somebody that, that might bring the team down morale-wise? Because it's a click. It's not only the coaches see it, the kids see it too, right? The rest yeah, you it. just want, like, kids notice other kids are working hard. They notice if kids are here for practice. They notice, like, what their effort is and, like, is this person going to try to contribute or are they just wasting a spot in our lineup, you know? And yeah. The lineup spots have been precious this year, I feel like, and uh, I'm proud of kids, like, competing for those spots and making them precious because like that's what good teams do it goes back to what we've been talking about since men you've been doing this podcast is iron sharpens iron that's right man we'll keep doing it.